Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Jeff! How are you doing, Jeff? I'm wonderful. How are you today, David? I'm doing well. Uh, we are going to be talking about the premiere of Survivor Kagayan, and I'm very excited. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm very excited. I don't know. You may have or may not. Yeah. Who knows? We're going to be talking with JML. We usually talk to him every season at the merge. We're going to talk to him about the premiere, get his first impressions, as well as the merge. We're going to invite him back um, and sort of see how it's progressed. But just sort of talking and getting his first impressions after two episodes where he sees potential storylines may start um, and other themes and, and character things. So be really excited to do that. Before we do that, though, we are uh, starting a few new segments. As you know, with every David and Jeff podcast, we do different sort of segments or activities before we have talk to our guests. This time we are actually going to have a, a couple that will rotate throughout the season. So you may not see the same thing every week, but we'll have a bunch of different ones to choose from. So we're going to do two this week for a premiere. Uh, the first one is a game we like to call Survivor Pros and Cons. Jeff, you want to explain what these are? Yes, so this one is basically, it's pretty self-explanatory. David will give a pro to a situation that happened in the last episode, and I will provide the con. We like to think these are funny. I don't know, we'll leave that judgment up to you. Yeah. Or vice versa, I may give the, uh, the con and you give the pro, but either way. Switching it up, David, that's cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do some alternation. All right, so here we go. Pro number one. <clears throat> Pro, the Braun won both challenges so far. Con, Wu gets confused every time they win because he thinks they're calling his name. Yeah, I can see how that could happen. Common. Yeah, common. Every, every time the... Well, he actually really likes it because whenever the beauty tribe wins, he thinks that Morgan's on into them, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they must really like me. I like it. All right. Uh, <laughs> shoot us with another pro, Jeff. How about the brains have a nuclear engineer on their team? Uh, the con is, by what Jeff means by that is, the brains have a nu uh, the the brains have an engineer on their team that is nuclear. It's not as good the second time around when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as good. We, you don't want an engineer that is nuclear. It creates a lot of problems. Yeah. But, uh, moving on to our next pro. Bryce feels people should be wary of Alexis and Jeffra. That's a pro. He's playing the game. It's good. Yeah, but the con is that Jeffra, she feels like people should be peeing more. Well, you know, if you're not peeing that much or, or doing the other thing, I think Bruce can attest to from Panama, it's not a good thing. So she's just overly concerned. You know. David, haven't we gotten to the point in our podcast when we can say pooping without censoring it? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> all right. No, number four. The yeah. pro is that Garrett, he found the hidden immunity idol right away. Yeah. The con, though, is leaving the hidden immunity idol buried at camp does about as much good as dumping rice into the fire. No? Yeah, which it doesn't do good. Some people think that's the way you cook rice. Uh, it's actually not. You have to put it in a pot of water. Yeah. So uh, the next one, the next three, we just uh, one of the things that amused Jeff and I greatly from this past episode was Tony's spy shack. So we had a whole bunch of brainstorming. So these next three are all going to be about the spy shack, just just to let you yes. know. So pro Sarah is able to deduce that Tony is a cop. She has that intuition. Con, she doesn't have enough intuition to discover that to discover that Tony has a secret spy shack. Yeah, yeah. Need to be a little more intuitive. All right, what's the next one? Pro. This one isn't about this. Oh, wait, okay, sorry. Pro, the brain had a game plan on how to build the best shelter on day one. Yeah, um, the con, unfortunately, their best shelter uh, is even worse built than Tony Spy Shack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See what they did there, Jeff? You thought it wasn't going to be about it, but we, we turned I thought, it. yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a curveball. Yeah, yeah. All right. Pro, Tony found the hidden immunity idol. 
Yeah, which is great, but the con is that Tony still plans to use his spy shack because he thinks it's a good strategy. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's very good. All right, last one. Take it away, Jeff. Con, the brains still have to deal with Jutia. That's true. Uh, another con, they have no food now. Another con is that there are absolutely no pros to this situation. Yeah, it's, it's all cons for the brains, unfortunately. Yeah, but hey, they got rid of Garrett, so that's going to, that's good, right? Yeah. I mean, he was so bad in the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there you have it, Survivor pros and cons. You'll probably see this uh, spread out throughout the uh, rest of the season. We're going to do another one for you. This next uh, game is called Survivor Hashtags. If you notice, Survivor has now started doing this thing where they enjoy hashtagging everything. So we had hashtag Spy Shack or hashtag Tribal Council. And uh, Jeff and I thought, you know, let's help them along. So we have come up with, I think, around ten different places throughout the episode that they could have added another hashtag. Yeah, we really think that our hashtags would have really enhanced the show in a way that I don't think Mark Burnett and the producers have really considered. So hopefully they, they catch wind of this and they start using a lot more hashtags in their show because we don't really think they're using enough of them. Yeah, yeah. So like our first one, you know, at the intro when Jeff is on top of the uh, the the island mountain or whatever, just hashtag don't look down, Jeff. I, yeah, I think that, one, that one's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second one was really a quote from LJ, and so it's hashtag hot, not cute. Yeah. Because there's a difference. Yeah. Well, really, any time we see Morgan, that should probably be the hashtag. Yeah, she's hot. She's not cute. Yeah. Whereas I would say Jeffra, cute, also hot. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's see. How about another one? Um, let's see. Okay. So you have the part where Tony, uh, you know, is trying to deny that he's a cop, and to Sarah wasn't working. So we got the hashtag not a cop, but I have cop friends. Yes. Um, he has over 50, actually, if you uh, listen. He has over 50 cop friends, but he's not a cop himself, because everyone has cop friends. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So number four, and this is good, because it just kind of encompasses the entire episode. I think it's a really good kind of summarizing hashtag for the entire episode, and that is hashtag brain fart. Yeah. Anytime the brain drive fails, we can essentially put hashtag brain fart. Right, right. And I'd say that, like I said, that encompasses basically the entire episode. Yeah. Jatia's on the puzzle. Hashtag brain fart. Yeah. Jatia's swimming. Hashtag brain fart. Jatia. Hashtag brain fart. Jatia farts. Hashtag brain fart fart. Yeah. Works, works every time. All right, next one. Uh, the first tribal council, we saw uh, Garrett have a little bit of freak out, so we have hashtag spider jump. What, yes. what happens if a spider lands on you? Which I think is not as good as the one I came up with, which was hashtag crawling on me, but apparently that one wasn't good enough to make the final cut. Well, it, well it's in the final cut now, Jeff. You <laughs> uh, number six, this is a Brawn Tribe Alliance, and I think quite possibly has the best name of any alliance in the history of Survivor. Uh, that is hashtag Batman and Wu-Tang. Yeah, I like it. It's good. <laughs> the Wu-Tang Clan is back, and they're for the children. And they're working with Batman. Yes, which I think is really the natural place for the Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, they need to be with Batman. Yeah. Now, now, now we go on. We have a couple of hashtags of the, the iconic scene where Jatia uh, sort of destroys her tribe. So I have hashtag Jatia loves nerds and hates rights. Yes, uh, she she does love nerds and hate us. That is an accurate statement. Uh, number eight is hashtag Brandon Hance is my role model. Um, although I don't know how appropriate that one is, seeing as Brandon Hance uh, actually got voted out after he threw the rice in the fire, but Jatia apparently did not. Well, Jatia emulated her strategy around Brandon. They, I think true. she was actually able to pull it off a little better. That's fair. That's fair. I mean... I definitely call it strategy at that yeah. The the protege has surpassed the uh, the master of the rice dumping. 
All right, number nine, we get to uh, where <laughs> where uh, Garrett just added awful fail of a tribal council. Hashtag alliance, I mean tribe. Yes, or hashtag four, I mean five. It's, yeah. Uh, it, that's a versatile one. Yeah, yeah. What's our last one? Last one, hashtag you are worse than the crazy lady. Yeah. I think that accurately describes Garrett when he got voted out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not even smart enough to play his hidden immunity idol when someone threw ice in the fire. No. So there are survivor hashtags. If you think of any pros and cons or survivor hashtags, we'd love to hear them. Check it out on our Facebook page, David and Jeff Survivor Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So I think it is now time to talk with JML about this premiere episode. Absolutely. Let's get him on. All right. Here we go. All right, we now have JML with us here on the podcast. How are you doing, JML? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing really well. Been a while since we got to talk with you. We're excited to have you talk about Premiere, get your sort of first impressions, and then uh, we'll sure to be talking to you again right around the merge and seeing how things progress and everything. But uh, first of all, what did you think of the Premiere overall? you enjoy it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I actually didn't realize that it was going to be two tribal councils. So my girlfriend and I were watching it, and we got to the end of the first one, and then it kept going. And she was like, how long is this episode going to be? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can take much more of this stupidity. <laughs> it only got more not, stupid. They're the brains tribe. Yeah. They can't be stupid. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah, I don't think you can get much dumber than the people on that tribe. <laughs> it's just very short-sighted definitions of how to play the game and strategy. They're they're letting themselves be limited. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's start with the initial concept. Then, what did you think of this whole brains versus bronze versus beauty idea? I like it. I think any way they can push the tribal dynamics would be would be great. I mean. They, the last time they really did it was when they did the race thing years ago, and that was super controversial. I mean, if you're going to do the social experiment and you're looking for new ways to tell the story and new ways to keep people involved, just find different groups you can put up against each other. Because, I mean, really, ultimately, it's an individual game, and that's always what it's going to reveal. But any way you can just kind of blow up all these beliefs people have that being a member of this group matters mm-hmm. by showing that it's an individual game, I say just do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we sort of had that with the young and old in Nicaragua, but that I think that one sort of did not uh, did not go as well. Yeah, I completely even forgot about it. So, <laughs> well, it's sort of they needed to add the medallion of power just to make it somewhat fair, and that was right. So, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Uh, what did you think of the the opening twist with the, you know the leader and the weakest and all that stuff? I don't know if either of you watch King of the Nerds, but King of the Nerds actually did that a couple of weeks ago, where they did like the, the meta thing, where they were like, well, we know in season one the person who was picked last got to control things, and then the person who was picked last this time got to reinsert herself into a tribe, and the person that was removed actually was the one who got to control things that time. So yeah, right. I would just sat there and I go, I really think someone on King of the Nerds production must have used to work on Survivor. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, it definitely seemed, have those big fans of that show. So. It, it seemed like, though, that Jeff Probst wasn't even hinting that that person would be removed from the game or that that person would be eliminated. So I, I, I wonder how many of the leaders, of the three leaders, actually assumed that that would be the case. Yeah, I didn't like how they said, if this were the first tribal council, you would have been voted out. And I was like, except they only had one vote cast against them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it... The other thing I, I'm sure we can talk, you know, you have the first two tribes who vote out, arguably one of the weaker members, and then you have David who just goes out, all right, Garrett, go on up. I I sort of get what he was going with, you know, he's a threat. If, if it's something that could be a detriment to him, you know, maybe good. But I think he was just w- really stupid in how obvious he was in it and saying that he was doing it because of the threat. Say, right. Why would you say that? Yeah, say something like, well, I think it's actually going to be to our advantage to put a strong person in. So I'm going to send one of our strongest members. That way it sort of builds him up. And secretly you can have the agenda of, I'm, you know, maybe I'm getting rid of a strong player down the line. But, yeah, just to say it openly, openly I think, was one of the dumbest <laughs> moves right off the bat. I'm going to defend him here for a second. 
Okay. And I think part of what the edit hides and part of what we forget when we watch the game is that people come from different contexts. And this guy is the president of the Florida Marlins. So that is literally what he does. Like he told Jeff, these are the decisions I make. He meets a person. He meets a person who's smart. He meets a person who's physically fit. He meets a person who's good looking. All of these things. And he decides whether they're worth keeping around or not and whether they're going to fit in with the locker room. And clearly we see from Garrett's behavior that he was not going to help the team. I think he made the right decision but I think he had trouble escaping the context he came from to portray it properly. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, like I said, I don't have any problem with his decision even. I think it's just the way it came off or the way he you know, announced his decision, I think, made more enemies than helped him. I guess. I mean, Garrett really was an idiot. That's what Bones yeah. down to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going <laughs> with you there. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the decision? Would you have gone for the bag of rice or the hidden immunity ad? Me? Yeah. I would have gone for the hidden immunity ad. Yeah, I think it's very easy. I think, actually, you know, give credit to Morgan for coming up with it. Yeah, look at all this fishing equipment that I chose. <laughs> like that. Right. Really smart on the spot. But, I mean... No, it's not smart on the spot. Because all that has to happen is Jeff Probst has to walk in and go, oh, so, uh, Trish, how did you deal with that decision? What did you do? And Trish goes, oh, well, I didn't want the immunity idol clue. I gave my, my tribe rice. And then everyone goes, huh? And they look at her, and they, they look at Morgan, and they go, but you said you chose between comfort and food. Yeah. Right. You can't lie about things that can be easily contradicted in reality. That's fair. I, I thought about that. I thought about that too when I was thinking about what part of the decision I would make. And I don't know. I still think I, I would have personally gone with the rice just because I don't think it's worth the risk of. Jeff, and then I gone is with, there like a shower behind you? What is that? No, it's just a sign. Oh, Jeff. This is a sign. No, this is a door. Move your hand. Yeah, the, to the door. That's, now look at the window. Door. The window of the door? Yeah. Oh, no, there's a shirtless man standing at the stairwell. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if that was a video feed or what. I'm in college, so it's normal. I understand. Actually, in college, I was that shirtless man standing at the stairwell, so I really should I'm sure you were, Justin. <laughs> I was like, what's this scrawny dude doing running around without a shirt on? Yeah, for me, well, I was... I can't... Uh, getting back on the topic, I was thinking, I don't think Jeff would meddle with it as much as it would if if any of the other people from the other tribe talked, or as soon as they have a switch or something, you know. Right, that's true, too. But uh, I was thinking, short-term, it's probably a good strategy. Long-term, it, it'd probably be more hurtful. Cause right, that was a good lie on the spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It worked out well for Garrett. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, any big uh, other than the two people who obviously got voted out? Were there any standout people uh, to you uh, that you thought could be very uh, important or influential this season? The, the short, oh, I thought the shortlist guy just came in. So it was an epic. Um, <laughs> yes, in fact, I'm glad you asked that question. You know. There were there were four people I think were standouts. Can can you guys guess who the four people were? Uh, Spencer. Uh, Spencer is one. Yeah. Are you? What are you considering a standout? Someone who actually has a chance at winning? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Jatia as a character. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she's a. But um, is she really? I mean, I've seen that character so many times before. That's fair. <laughs> um, I'd say Spencer. Yeah, Spencer is definitely one of them. I'd say Cassandra probably. Oh. Who? Sarah? Cassandra. Cassandra. I don't know who that is, so that's not one of them. That's the, the other African-American with Jatia on the brainstorm. No, that's oh. Latasha. Yeah. Cassandra is the older lady on the brainstorm. Oh, oh, I, I call her Cass. Yeah, so yeah oh, I, okay. I got confused. So Cass. Cass is on your list? Yeah, those two. Cool. I call, I call them uh, Brainy... Denise and Malcolm, even though Denise already was Brady. Gotcha. That's fair. Um, Sarah? Sarah? 
Who else would have been a standout? Uh, Sarah? It's, I'll no. give you a hint. There's one from the Braun tribe and one from the Beauty tribe. Um, oh, what about Bryce? Bryce, yeah, Bryce is one of them. Okay. And then would it have been... You, I hope it's not Tony. Yep, Cop Russell Hans. <laughs> what? Why? How is Tony on your list of people who could win? Because, th this is, let me explain it to you. Do you want me to just go into my whole breakdown right now of what I saw? Of yeah, for sure. Okay, so there are two main things that I noticed. And one, actually, uh, my friend noticed, and that's why I picked up Bryce, because he thinks Bryce is going to win. But the thing with Bryce is there's a whole sort of theme about not judging a book by its cover, which is exactly what Bryce said. And if you look at um, Spencer and Cass, they both talked about how people see them as one thing, but they're actually another, and they're actually very dominant. So Cass was like, I'm actually an undefeated attorney, but nobody sees me that way. And Spencer was like, you know, nobody understands that I've done all these great things and I've, like, won chess tournaments. They just see me as this sort of dorky guy or whatever. And then Bryce said the same thing. You know, everyone thinks I'm a model. They don't realize I'm smart, too. Likewise, Tony didn't want to be judged for being a cop. That's fair. The other thing was... running with that theme, I can see how you got that. Right. The other thing was um, the whole... Even though Brains looked really bad as a tribe, there was a strong emphasis put on playing like Brains. And what I mean by that is David really harped on the, the, uh, the two-thirds, right? The second two-thirds. Well, it's been proven in Survivor history that Braun is the way to go over the first third. Always. You know, you keep your tribe strong. But then in the second two-thirds, you have to be what? Selfish. Well, if you looked at the three people, Garrett, Trish, I believe is her name, and Morgan, they did a very interesting thing. They had Garrett say, oh, screw my tribe. I'm not going to you know, help them. I'm going to find the idol. Then they had Trish say, oh, well, I'm going to help my team. You know, what does a Braun team, Braun tribe do? What's the best strategy for verse one-third? You help your tribe. You stay strong. And then Morgan said, unsuccessfully, I'm going to find the idol, but I'm going to lie about it. So it's really interesting how reality worked out that they actually were reflecting what you would think in their uh, specific tribes and the way it was edited. So they intentionally sandwiched in the middle of two people being selfish uh, the, the, the woman being unselfish and fighting for her tribe. So then I looked at each tribe, and it's actually consistent with the people who said they don't want to be judged you know, by what they seem like. They're also the ones most contradicting their tribal theme. So Tony is the one showing the most strategic acumen and brains on his tribe. Bryce is the one doing the same thing on his tribe. Likewise, Cass and Spencer are you know, the ones sitting there on their tribe going, why is our tribe so stupid? They're not making smart moves. Yeah. So th that's why those four stood out to me. Gotcha. I would argue again, I, I agree with you on, on Morgan and, and Cass and Spencer. I don't know. I feel like Tony's not making strategic decisions. Like, if, I, didn't, like if you see the, I didn't say Morgan. I said Bryce. Bryce. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Um, I, I, I think that Tony, I don't know, lying about being a cop I don't feel like is that big of a deal. And especially if he's going to lie about it and then go back on it the next episode. And then he's got this whole spy shack thing. Like, he found a hidden immunity idol, which is a great thing. But I think the person who you saw the most strategic acumen from on the Braun tribe was Cliff and Luke, who kind of created a, a good, tight alliance there. I, don't get me wrong. I love Cliff. I love Wu. Like, I want to see him go far. Like, they're the type of people I admire and I, I think highly of. And I think, in reality, they're playing a good game. But you have to look at the, the strategy of it, right, or the edit of the strategy, where they clearly showed uh, Tony talking to Trish, saying, I don't know what's going on with this tribe. They're all just sort of falling in line behind, uh, behind Cliff. No one's thinking strategically. And then they clearly showed Tony doing these strategic things, aligning with Trish, making the spy shack, lying about being a cop, finding the idol. That's intentional in the edit that they gave him that much. I'm not saying he's going to win, and I'm not saying that he's my pick. I'm just saying he's one of the people who stood out to me. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Editing-wise, I think they were highlighting him. That's all. Yeah. They yeah. could be editing him to be sort of this great villain on the brawn and have a big downfall, or they, you know, maybe he does 
you know, managed to get the majority and goes all the way. But yeah. Well, I think he's gonna just take out Cliff. That's what I think they're editing him for. Gotcha. Yeah. Use the idol, take out Cliff, and then right. and then see where things go. Yeah. Any other standout moments from this uh, episode from you? Uh, the other thing that really stood out to me is Morgan and um, Bryce really talked about they want to work with brains. And I think that that stood out as more than them saying they want to be brainy. It also stood out as saying, oh, hey, they're going to work with the brain trap eventually. So I really see a whole, you know, Matt Singh and Kabbalah or whatever that cave tribe was working together against Dan Dang. In the same sense, I see the Brains tribe and the Beauty tribe working together against the Braun post-merge. Yeah, yeah, both of them teaming up. Especially, you could conceive that maybe the Braun uh, will have more numbers overall, just from winning challenges, with all the sort of leftovers and take out the Braun. Yeah, I forget who said it. Maybe it was Clayton uh, Spivey who said it to me, but I think he, he said, I don't really understand why people think winning all the challenges in a three-tribe uh, three three season is the best strategy because the smaller tribes are just going to band together against you. Yeah. And I can definitely see that happening again with those two. Yeah. Well, and especially if you don't get to vote people out, you can, like, like we saw with Tang Dang, you're going to have divisions within your, your tribe even. Right. People are going to want to go work with the other ones anyway. So even if you go in the merge with five or six people, and you could really only have two or three or four that are loyal and they're going to right. go the way the wind blows. Well, I feel like with six people, there's more potential for division because you're only, like, if you're on an island with eight or nine people, there's at least some diversity there. When you're on an island with five other people, it can just probably get really, really super, I mean, if you don't like someone in that five, you can't get away from them, but they're all the time. It's just you are with those five people, and that's it. Whereas yeah. if you're with, when you're with eight or nine, I think it can be a lot more easy to diversify. Yeah, you're okay. You can hang out with your certain, you know, group, and you it's okay to have other people in other groups. And then you know, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, one other observation I would make is uh, it was very interesting to me, and I'm trying not to be biased because I have a history of overly jumping on on somebody's boat, on somebody. Uh oh. Did you lose him too? Yeah, he's frozen. Is he frozen for you? Yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, what did you think of the episode? <laughs> I thought it was good. Okay. Um, uh, apparently his computer crashed. So. Uh, oh, really? Uh, says, give me five to reboot. So let's, uh, let's keep going with this. Uh, let's talk about something else that happened. Uh, let's see. What did you think of the challenges, Jeff? Did you like them overall? I thought, they were, I thought they were good. I mean, they were both new challenges, which is great. Um, I mean, I think you and I can both agree that we, we like new challenges more than recycled ones. Um, I thought the first one was especially good. Um, the second one was kind of any any swim, get puzzle pieces. Yeah, a little more generic. Right. But Other the first one... Diving in a bamboo cage. <laughs> right, which was cool. Um, but yeah, the first one I thought was really cool. It was a brand new puzzle type. We've never seen a puzzle like that before. And uh, then there was the whole taking the cart apart and taking it across these boundaries. I really liked the first challenge. Yeah, I, I think it had a lot of good elements combined into one. Uh, I wish it would have been a little closer, but, you know, the brain drive was a disaster. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it will... Uh, I'll work out in the end. <laughs> Which is surprising, but, considering I didn't think the beauty tribe would be that good at the puzzles, but LJ really, I mean, he just, he takes it down. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, it, it's, I got a little annoyed with Jeff's commentary at certain points through it, but overall... I was, uh, the worst performance by a tribe ever. Man, yeah. doesn't this brain yeah. tribe suck? I think he was setting it up so that when they came back on the puzzle, it would look a lot more like grandiose than it actually was. But then when they didn't come back, it just sounded like he was being a dick. 
Yeah, and maybe that's why that one annoyed me more than the the second one, where he essentially did the same thing for the beauty, but then they came back and won it. So it was right, right. <laughs> what about oh man, Tony looked like he cut his foot really bad. Yeah, like sliced deep into his toe there. Right. I assume he got medical attention for that because there's no way they were gonna let him walk around on the sand after that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure both he and Sarah got got some sort of bandage or. Sterilized the wing or whatever. But what did you think of the challenges? Yeah, like I said, I really liked the first challenge. I thought it was creative getting the the puzzle or the the treasure chest and then having to put it through. We've seen things before where you have to disassemble things and put it through. But it's good to see that just that the way that they created that barrier that you had to get through the different shapes and everything. It made it a, a little like a puzzle in and of itself of right. having what goes where, and and boy, were the uh, <laughs> brains driving competent. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Well, what did you, I mean, let's go ahead. Well, and to be fair, it, looking at it, you know, the brains really only have one strong person on their tribe. I mean, you really only have Garrett. I mean, the other two, even the beauty, I mean, you have LJ and Jeremiah who are both sort of big and buff. You have a couple people that, that are a little more physical, but Brains really only had one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. So, what were you going to say? I was just going to ask what you thought about the whole Jatia situation. I mean, we kind of haven't really talked about it. Um... <coughs> What do, you, you know, what do you think? I was, uh, I thought it was stupid what Garrett was doing, the whole let's just not move anything. I thought, uh, I thought Tasha was freaking out a little too much. There's no need to over dramatize that. Unless, I think her plan all along was to blindside Garrett. Otherwise, why would she be that upset? You know, I don't think right. she was upset if she was planning to go with Jatia at all. Um, and then the whole rice thing, like, I was, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I verbally said that out loud as soon as she did it. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, really? I was like, and I told, as that happened, I told my wife, I was like, all right, well, she's out now. She just dumped the, the rice. There's no way. Uh, and when JML comes back, hopefully uh, we'll get to talk. I wanted to see, you know, do you think that Cass made the right decision there? Right. Um, and I thought, I honestly thought it was a total bluff. I thought, because they were like, you're going to leave Jatia up there all alone? You know, what could she do? And I was like, she's not going to, like, she'd be stupid. Why would she do anything like that? And then, of course, it happened. And it feels like Survivor, so Survivor always kind of calls these bluffs, right? Where it's always like... Oh well, it's obvious that someone's going home. But then there's like, like last season with Monica, right? It was obvious that Monica was never going to flip, but they kept being like, Will Monica flip, and it was always no. But I feel like this season, for some reason, every single time so far, they've tried to throw a bluff your way, and you've just been so accustomed to it. You're like, well, of course they're going to get rid of Jatia. And then both times they didn't, and they like Survivor tried to give you an alternative scenario that you didn't buy, and it happened anyway. Yeah, JML, uh, what is your thought? Do you think they made the right decision in getting rid of Garrett, or do you think Cass made the wrong decision? No, I think they made the right decision. I think the mistake is Spencer's. He should have never aligned with uh, Garrett to begin with. Yeah. Garrett, Garrett is he's bad news. I mean, the guy has no sense of reality. I mean, what kind of a person plays pro poker for a living. I mean, he literally sat there and said, I like my job because I play cards and they bring chicken and vegetables to me whenever I want it. I mean, what does he think? This is the Roman Empire? Yeah. Well, you know it wasn't going well when they just had a whole scene divided to him whining about how hard it was. <laughs> you just read my tagline there? Yeah, that's what I was doing. I think I got cut off before because I was spoiling the whole season, so... Mark Burnett was like, get him off, get him off. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, Garrett was one of the, the big standouts from the episode, and they really, you know, showed his sort of 
downfall from the very beginning all the way to the end of the the, the double episode. But yeah, I, don't know, I thought he had a pretty good half episode in there. <laughs> half episode? Well, I mean, when he found the idol. <laughs> yeah, he found the idol, and then he turned the game on David. Like he was kind of on top for the first. I mean, I guess it's a whole episode. Um, I thought he. I thought he was going pretty far after that first step, first boot. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When they made the final three pack, I was kind of like, really? Did they just tell us the final three? And then he just... Right. I I think everyone did. And, JML, you missed it, but, like, one of the things that I kind of said to David was, Survivor's gotten to this point where it's so predictable, but every week they give you this kind of alternative scenario that could happen but never does. Mm -hmm. For example, last season it was Monica. Monica's going to flip. Yeah, I caught the end of that. I I got back in right when you were saying that. Right, but for some reason, this season is the season that they they decide to do all of these things that shouldn't be happening, and it's just well, interesting that that's the case. We'll see how long it lasts. If the brains lose again, I'll be shocked if Jatia doesn't go home. Right. Well, don't be too shocked, because I don't think Tasha's about to turn on Jatia, so could be an easy vote just to get rid of Spencer. Really? Rocks! Yeah, I mean, if you're stuck in the middle and you're cast, why are you going to stick your neck out for Spencer to go to rocks? It's true. I I don't know. I don't, I don't think Tasha's as close with Jatia as... I think Hunter will get to him. If Tasha's not close with Jatia, it was so obvious Jatia should have gone that... She would have only kept her if she was close with her. That's the only reason she would be keeping her. Well, yeah, I, I, I said that as well. Like, she was freaking out so much about not having the strategy that I think the only explanation was she was planning on getting Garrett out all along. Yeah. Well, that's why she was upset that they couldn't be strategizing. She could talk to it wasn't that, oh, I want to talk about getting GT out and not tell her her face. No, she was never planning on getting GT out anyways, I don't think. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also have to consider the fact, like, I was going to say something profound, I promise. <laughs> oh, I think Hunger's going to get to them a lot sooner than they think. I think they're going to have a constant reminder of what Jatia did, and they're going to they're going to get hungry. And if they lose, I think, I don't know, like, I, I'm pretty sure it'll be a 2-2 vote on the first one, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tasha flipped the whole cast in. My question is, who do you think... Let's talk about beauty a little bit. Who do you think is the the one most on the outs of the beauty tribe? Hmm. They didn't really show us much of the strategy other than kind of pairing up in twos. It's the yeah. guy. What is his name? LJ? LJ? Yeah. Yeah. Because they, Bryce got Morgan to weasel in with Southern Mustache Guy. Yeah. And then the Southern Connection will get Kentucky... And then random girl, so I, I think LJ is pretty much screwed. Now, see, I think they may just because LJ seems to be like the guy that's doing the puzzles for them. They may get out one of the two pair of girls first if they can. You know, if they can. I was thinking Alexis and and LJ. Yeah, get rid of Alexis um, or Jeffra. They were stating how Jeffra just annoyed them, you know, so much. So maybe getting one of them out, and then take out LJ sort of as a, a one-two. Yeah, if they decide to keep the tribe strong, but yeah. who knows. How, that hasn't been exactly the prevailing theme this season. <laughs> right. They might just vote out the ugliest person. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> who would that be? I, I'm, not, I'm not any sort of judge of... <laughs> Objective beauty. I just want to see who you'd say. JML, do you go for hot or cute? Uh, I think that I, I I actually agree with LJ's assessment that the stereotypical hot, and you know, hot is just like this overly sexualized personality is associated with being hot, right? Yeah. I think that those type of women and men, it goes both ways, I think they're just so used to having attention that they interact on a level that I don't think it's higher than me, but I just think it's a level that I'm not accustomed to, so I just don't think I can get along with that type of person. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, you you agree that people don't think I'm hot? Oh. 
Yeah. I'm just kidding. I get what you were saying. It was yeah. Easy. <laughs> Any other thoughts you guys had about the premiere? Yeah. I, can I say it again? Maybe I, don't, I won't get cut off this time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, what were you... Uh, uh, like I said, I, I tend to be biased, so I'm trying to you know hold back on this, especially because uh, he seems like a libertarian ec economist. So I don't want to get like too into this, but it was very interesting when Jeff, when Jeff Probst said, well, this person had the first confessional, and then when Jeff Probst said, who will have what it takes to outlast all the others, it immediately cut to a confessional from someone saying, I am going to be known as one of the best players ever and play an awesome game. Do you remember who that was? Spencer. Spencer. So there's usually a confessional in there in the beginning. I mean, remember Tyson's... Oh, no. <laughs> he got cut off in right again, didn't he? Yep. I remember, <laughs> I remember Tyson... What did Tyson say? I can't remember. <laughs> we will never know. <laughs> I think it's so funny. He got, he got cut off in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> we were fine until that, until he started talking again, and next thing you know, boop. We just can't let him talk about this. Oh, it's a huge secret. No one, No one should know about this. But, uh, yeah, interesting concept. You know, I could see Spencer winning. I, I was very, very yeah. skeptical from, you know, pre-show interviews. He just seemed too overly cocky and, you know, arrogant to me. But uh, he definitely seems to tone that back around the yes, other people. I was very impressed with that. And, you know, I, I apparently JML didn't listen to a preview podcast and the fact that Spencer's not actually an ardent capitalist, but rather... Uh, Rather was joking about that, but we'll have to tell him if he ever gets, comes back on the podcast. It's going to be a really uh, boring game if you're the only one playing, Jeff. Yeah, I know, right? But Anyways, uh, well, Jeff, you got anything else from the, the episode? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think strategy-wise, we talked about pretty much everything. What are your thoughts on Sarah? I guess we haven't talked... About her, that I like her a lot. Like she's just got this wit and this charm about her that I really like her. I can she win? I think if she gets to the end, she absolutely can. I'm tr I'm questioning whether or not she can get to the end. Um, I don't know. She seems like she's a little too maybe it may be a little bit too persistent. Like she's gonna she's gonna go until you agree to everything. You know, until you agree to hand her the, the keys to your car type of person. Yeah. Um, which I think could annoy some people. So yeah. I find I think she's very intuitive from what I see, and she can read things situations very well. I think she's generally well liked. I think Tony will throw a wrench in the plan. I think Cliff could go out early just because of his vendetta. Um, but I think she can have enough control to keep everyone together and still get him out after the idols play. To be fair, Wu still my pick to win. Well, I, I I'll. I'll go with Jeremiah. He's sort of got an invisible edit this first episode, but sometimes, uh, sometimes winners do the first episode. Sometimes they oh, do. He's back again. You you got cut off again in the same place. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> Are you there? I see a genie stuffed animal. <laughs> Justin, are you there? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. We can't okay. see you. That's we totally not my genie stuffed animal. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> uh, so I switched computers. Uh, well, before you cut out again, uh, wh what did Tyson say? <laughs> he said you ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he told Monica the entire season it seemed to work. Yeah, I always compared Tyson to Genie, yeah. But, uh, no, if you remember the confessional he had at the beginning of last season. There we go, there's my hand. But uh, <laughs> let me try and turn this around, see if you guys can see me. 
Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, is that better? Yeah. Yeah, good. So now I'm just looking at the back of my monitor. But, um, yeah, no, the, do you remember the confessional he had at the beginning of the last season? There seems to have always been a confessional like that, like the last few years. I mean, even probably since Nicaragua that pointed to something like that. Maybe Denise and Sophie didn't are the only ones that didn't have them. But that seems to be a thing, like, the editing now seems to be trying to emulate Richard Hatch's I'm going to win the million. Yeah. Now, Justin, the only the only thing I have to say, and I agree with you completely. I think that's totally plausible. Uh, and we explained this to Kathy last time she was on the show, and she was very upset. Is that Spencer is actually not an ardent capitalist? He was joking in his interview. Um, what? So, yeah. Unfortunately. Wait, all of his wait, all of his stuff about like Reagan. That's all a troll. Yeah. yeah. It's not about Reagan, about Romney. That's a troll. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't even like. How is it even funny? It's all. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because I voted for Barack Obama. But <laughs> where, where did he? Where did he go to school? Didn't he? Doesn't he go to like University of Chicago for economics? Uh yeah. Okay. That doesn't automatically mean he's a capitalist. That means he goes to University of Chicago for economics. Well, just to be clear, uh, you know, we all should be capitalists. It doesn't matter if we're Democrats or Republicans. Right. Right. We, we, right. Live, we live in America, <laughs> but um, I just I just don't get the joke. I guess. Yeah, I thought it was funny. We we had Kathy Fleckman on our preview podcast, and she was like in love with this guy until Jeff broke the news that he was being, not being serious. When did he say that? Uh, he uh, it's people who have seen his Facebook page, and he's got listed like Democrat and posts a bunch of stuff about how he's pro pro Obama and all that type of stuff. So. And he put this on his application. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I just don't get the, don't get why you would go through Survivor casting. For, uh, I guess maybe he was just trying to troll casting to get through. I don't know if that's how he applied. I, that's because the the application is different than the interviews that we like. Those interviews happen later. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Now I just want to ask him what he was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Now I can be unbiased about it. Now I think he's a douche, so I can be unbiased about it. <laughs> Still think he has a chance to win, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to argue against his edit right now, but, I mean, we've seen things turn south before. So, yeah, I'm not making any picks. I'm just saying these are the people that stood out, and that's why he stood out the most to me. Yeah, absolutely. Although I do think he's not playing one of the greatest games ever. So, <laughs> yeah. Not yet, at least. Yeah, no, the, bar, the bar is so high at this point. With This is the 28th season. He would already have to be playing one of the greatest games ever to be playing one of the greatest games ever, and he's not. So. That's fair. Yeah. He could have... I, mean, I love Denise. I think she played great, but she didn't play the greatest game ever either. So. Yeah, and I, he could have one of the greatest comebacks, but uh, right. not uh, the greatest game ever. Right. All right. Well, let's. It trans- won't even be the. It won't even be the greatest comeback because that will always belong to Chris Daughtry. Yes, yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that one. One of the greatest, definitely not the greatest. But all right, let's transition before we let you go, uh, Justin. We're gonna play a quick game. Uh, this game is called Real or Fake. Uh, I'll give you a name of something. You just have to tell me if this is real or fake. The category is. Canadian reality show. So I'm going to give you the name of a Canadian reality show. <laughs> Tell me if it's real or fake. All right? Uh, you guys can answer same or different. Uh, you'll both, if you get it right, you get a point. Pretty simple. Morgan's chest is real. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> All right. It's real in my heart. It's real in my pants. Oh, All right, let's go on. Number one, first one, bathroom divas. Is bathroom divas real or fake? What? Bathroom divas, real or fake Canadian reality show? David, did you make up the fake ones? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's real. 
I'm going to guess real as well because it's about singing in the shower. Uh, it is a real reality show, <laughs> Bathroom Divas. Wow. <laughs> Never seen it, but uh... <laughs> all right, moving on. Next one. Can uh, Canada's next great prime minister. <laughs> real or fake reality show? Canada's next great prime minister. Um, next implies they've had a great prime minister. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say fake. Yeah, I have to agree. That is a real reality show. What? Yeah, uh, they weren't actually electing anyone to be prime minister. It was young people giving ideas to people in the higher-ups of government or something. Very misleading title, though. All right. Yeah. Next one. Frozen Wars. I'm going to go with fake. I don't know. Canada is frozen. I'm going to go with real. It is fake. That's the one I made up. Frozen Wars. Not real. Jeff gets another point. Two to one. All right. Number four. Bulging Brides. Bulging Brides. Fake. I'm going to go with... Oh, I don't... Oh, I'm going to go with real. It's a real show. Bulging Brides. Jeff gets wow. another point. F funny thing about this is, I'm actually a really big fan of bad Canadian reality TV shows. So this is my <laughs> game. This is my game to lose. I wouldn't right. believe it. Number five. The Hugging Stranger. <laughs> Is there? Can I vote? Should be real. <laughs> I'm gonna go with fake. I'll go with fake. It is fake. Both of you get a point. All it's right. It's gonna be real soon, though. Yeah. <laughs> now that I put it out there. <laughs> right. All right. Moving to Vancouver. Muffin madness. I'll go with real. Fake. It is fake. JMO with the point. Oh, that was a purely strategic pick of fake. I figured as much. All right. Number seven. Canada reads. Does Canada read? That's the question. Um, I'll go with... Oh, Jesus. I'll go with real. I have to go with real. It is real. Both of you get a point. Five to four. Uh, apparently, like, four people would come on and have a debate over the books they read and try to convince it why it's the best book that every Canadian should read. So. That actually sounds interesting to me. Nerd. <laughs> right. Until you find out it's books like The Greatest Fish and Wildlife of Saskatchewan. <laughs> All right, number eight, Antique Psychic. Another good show idea. <laughs> I'll go with me. I want, I want it to be. I want it to be real. I'm gonna go with real. I want it to be real. It is real, Antique Psychic. <laughs> That's too good to, to be fake. JML has tied it up five five. Uh, I'm, waiting, are... I'm waiting for what I know is real that you're going to say that I think he's going to say fake. <laughs> All right, next one. Conviction Kitchen. <laughs> what? Conviction Kitchen. False. Fake. Yeah, I have to go with fake. That's a real show. Conviction Kitchen. <laughs> Are they are they convicting criminals in it, or do they just have a lot of conviction when they cook? Not entirely, <laughs> not entirely certain. I'll have to do more research on that one. I promise you, these will be the best eggs ever. <laughs> Number ten, biker brides. Oh, that's got to be real. Yeah, real. That's a fake one. I just made that up. You, you, oh, it's not real in Canada, but I guarantee you that's a show somewhere. And if it's not, Mark Burnett just heard you, and it is now. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number 11, Craft Hockey Bill. 
Craft Hockey what? Bill. Like, Fake. Uh, V-I-L-L-E. Craft Hockey Bill. Fake. I'll go with real. It is real, Jeff, with a point. I thought you were trying to trick me with the hockey. Yeah. Craft Hockey Bill, apparently it's, uh, they go around and see which uh, communities have the most team spirit for their hockey team. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 12, only four left. Debbie Travis's facelift. Fake. Real? It's real. It's actually a home improvement show. Like fixing, How many episodes did it have? Fixing houses, not... Uh, not uh, oh, not Debbie Travis's actual face. <laughs> wow, she's like, sense, uh, she's like a yeah, a home uh, decorator designer type person. <laughs> yeah. All right, number thirteen, three left. Bilingual baby. Bilingual babies. Bilingual babies. Fake. That is fake. You are correct. All right, two left. Oh, you both get a point? I think it's still all tied up. Two left, let's see. Number 14, don't quit your gay job. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, I'm going to have to go with real. Real. It is real. Don't quit your gay job is real. <laughs> All right, last one. The Outhouse. What's the premise of The Outhouse? That is for you to decide. <laughs> I'm going to go with fake. Defense or offense? Put the pressure on. Defense or offense? Okay, I think we should just settle this right here. I'm going to go with real. The outhouse is real. Jeff wins by one. Congratulations. Why didn't you do keys to the VIP? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to I was do something for that one. Absurd, absurd ones possible. <laughs> keys to the VIP is absurd. Do you know what oh, that show I is? Hate you. I no, I have not heard of it. It is a show where they have two guys who say they're pickup artists compete in pickup artistry to see who's the best. <laughs> nice. Wow, okay. Did you learn all your tips from, uh, from it? <laughs> no, I learned what not to do from it. <laughs> we enjoy having you on the podcast. I appreciate it. I like coming here. Uh, I actually have my own podcast that people can check out at themidside.com. Calm. And you can also go to iTunes and subscribe. It's called Welcome to the Midside. It comes out every week on Monday mornings. All right. Any uh, specific thing that it talks about? or uh, We recount what happened in the last week so we can help you come to terms with it and move on and be prepared for the coming week. Gotcha. Sounds good. Yeah, so definitely check it out, midside.com or themidside.com. Yeah, the T-H-E-M-I-D-S-I-D-E.com. And also on iTunes. All right. Thank you so much, Justin. We'll definitely have you back right around the merge. We'll talk about how things progressed and uh, maybe if uh, Spencer's still looking like the number one pick. Yeah, we'll see that. And, you know, maybe he'll get his politics straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great night, Justin. See you later. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, there you have it. Great talking with uh Justin JML always has some great insight, and it will be interesting to see if his sort of first impressions, how those uh, prove to be right or wrong as the season progresses. Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun to have him on the podcast. I, I really enjoy his, uh, his opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Other than uh, some technical issues, but uh, we're glad that he was able to come back and still uh, finally tell us what he was talking about after it took, you know, two times. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, next week, we are going to have one of our favorites back. We are going to be talking to Yao Man Chan again. I love Yao Man. He's one of my favorites. We love Yao Man. We're going to be talking to hear what he thought of Brain Beauty Braun. 
let's see what uh, he thinks, he, what tribe he thinks he would be on. Um, I'm sure he's probably going to say beauty, but you know. Uh, we'll uh, see. He did open that box on day one, so it yeah. might be great. Uh, Braun. Hopefully we'll have as crazy of an episode next week, so uh, we'll give him lots to talk about. But stay tuned for that. Also, if you didn't know, this week we started a new podcast. It's called Real Talk with David and Jeff. Uh, we do it uh, on uh, Google Hangout Live, so you can watch it there or you can listen to the audio. But uh, it's a really fun time. We talk about other reality TV shows, uh, Amazing Race, King of the Nerds, Opposite World, all sorts of fun stuff. So you, you want to check that out as well. And you can do all that by going on our Facebook page, David and Jeff Survivor Podcast, or our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Yeah, make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes at David and Jeff Survivor Podcast. Just hit the subscribe button and the podcast show up shows up on your computer every week for absolutely free. Absolutely free. I, Jeff wanted to yeah. charge you guys $5 a podcast, but I said, no, Jeff, we are doing this for the people and it should be free. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.